Hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Pick and Roll on KCBR. We're going to be breaking down the entire NBA season, uh, I guess, you know, summarize with me, Josh Bilker, your host and co-host. Taylor Garvey, how are you guys doing? It's great. You know, I mean, we've had a like a three-week hiatus or so. We have had a little bit of hiatus. A little but... bit. A little bit. We had one episode come out within for this year where we broke down like about half the NBA's off-seasons. But I believe we can wrap up those three weeks <laughs> and our future predictions for the upcoming store. I mean, for the upcoming season. season. Yeah. Uh, so this is being recorded on a Wednesday, October 23rd, the day after the season opener. We had two hell of a games, hell of a games, two, two crazy games, I guess, last night with Raptors, Pelicans, which was the ring ceremony game. And then the coup de gras, the Clippers. Of course. Lakers. It's great, great basketball. It feels great to be. I'm excited for the basketball season. I don't know about you. This I am is... more excited for this basketball season than I have been for any basketball season in my entire life. Listen, I was going to say ever, but I haven't <clears throat> been around forever. So Yeah, I, I wasn't around for my birth. Yeah. Right? Obviously. But that was a good season. 1997. <laughs> Eight. 1998. That was yeah, a good one. It was great, but uh, I wasn't around for my birth, but I'm more excited for this now than objectively for my birth. Yeah. For this I, basketball season. I mean, it's following the, I mean, objectively, the most crazy Obje- offseason. Crazy. We had so many superstars leave and whatnot. I'm sure you guys are pretty versed in what happened over the offseason by now because we, of course, had our summer break where we didn't really create any content. But I'm sure if you're listening to this and you followed basketball, you kind of know the landscape and we'll give maybe a reminder here and there. So where do you want to start? Do you want to break down last night games, or do you want to do uh, uh, season projections? I say, well, it's fresh in our brains. Let's jump into those two games. Yeah, it's good. Pelicans, idea. Raptors. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do that one first, the Pelicans, Raptors. So biggest takeaways, um, Zion being hurt sucks. It really blows. And it's actually kind of scary to see that he's been hurt because he's been hurt in college, yeah, he's been hurt yeah. in the summer league, and he's been hurt in preseason now. And I I wonder how much of it is just the Pelicans just taking their their time and just trying to, to play this as carefully as possible so that way Zion just doesn't re-aggravate anything or just get more hurt because they kind of went through it with Anthony Davis who just I don't think he ever played a full 82-game season. He just had a bunch of minor injuries they want to play this one right and have like their superstar last or their potential superstar. I mean, a torn lateral meniscus yeah. is no joke. No, not at all. Especially for a player that's the third heaviest in the league. Yeah, thought- so that was what I was going to talk about too is he is 6'6", 285. There's a lot of concerns about his weight and how how his body's going to hold up in an NBA season if he should you know lose a couple pounds or whatever. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? I I'm very concerned for his health. I think that yeah. he seems like a great guy. I don't yeah. know him personally, but <laughs> he seems like a great guy. But Zion I was, Williams, a great guy. Yeah. Great, guy. great dude. <laughs> but I was watching just um kind of a sports analyst, sports uh-huh. doctor kind of analyze just the way he moves. And he has kind of like this swing side, like where he kinda like rocks back and forth when he walks. Yeah. He kinda has bowed <laughs> knees, which is where I guess the torn lateral meniscus yeah. came from. And just his posture seems to be very um, open to injuries, and the way he plays seems open to injuries. And I want to believe that he's invincible and he's like a titan and that he can 
yeah. muster through all this and he's just a freak of nature. But at the end of the day, I think he's human and I'm just worried that this is not a good sign going forward. I'm too because this is an insane amount of potential. One of the best players, uh, prospects in the league. People are saying since LeBron yeah. is the thing. Um, the hype is almost too real. It, it honestly, um, and I'm not trying to uh, take away from the hype at all. I think he's a phenomenal player. I mean, preseason he was demolishing dudes. Yeah. We're talking. I mean, for all the all the weight uh, considerations, I don't even want to say a problem because I mean he's he's been playing basketball you know all his life you know and I I heard reports that he wasn't always like. Uh, you know, not necessarily overweight, but, you know, like of this body type where he's just like kind of, you know, big, but quick somehow and just so powerful and dominant. He didn't always have that until like his freshman year of high school or so. So maybe he still hasn't gotten used to it. But uh, my my point was that he was dominating seven foot big men like Ruby Go Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year, two time defensive player of the year. He absolutely bullied him when yeah. the when they played the Jazz in, in the paint. And I think Zion as like a stretch five is scary. Like right now, scary. Mm-hmm. Even with this with this knee issue. And people are always talking about like, well, he needs to be able to develop an outside shot. And I agree. But at the moment that he's at, where we yeah. are at the present time. He doesn't really need to no. develop an outside shot. I mean, no, he was like averaging twenty plus points during the preseason. If Ben Simmons can be an All Star without a three pointer, Zion Williamson will be just fine. Yes, you know? but the injuries though. The injury though is a big setback, uh, because I mean, not only for for the Pelicans, because I I actually did really I still like this Pelicans team a lot prior to uh, this injury, uh, but I I think. This is going to be a big setback for them as far as wins because they were a potential potential playoff team. I think. Yeah. Like just sneaking in at the like eight seven eight spot potentially, um, and now with the Zion injury, I don't know if they're going to be. I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to say since it's you know a rookie. We don't know exactly what this team is going to look like with at full strength. Um, but it has left the rookie of the year race wide open. I'd say because. If Zion's going to miss extended amount of time, which is like up to two months with this injury, I I don't know if you can call him the favorite for rookie of the year anymore because that's a lot of time missed. Yeah. So now you're looking at guys like John Morant. Uh, Tyler Hero on the Heat is sneaking in as a rookie of the year favorite. RJ Barrett's stock has actually gone way down, which is has. really yeah. really surprising and, and a little disheartening to see as like an objective NBA fan to see the, the Knicks not do that well but the Zion injury just sucks as a basketball fan I think in general just to just to delay this incredible Zion Williamson is one of the most fun players I've seen play basketball in a long time he's he's ridiculous he reminds me of like when Blake Griffin would just try to just jump over people like whole you know just yeah. completely clear him he's just so nimble he's he just is. so yeah for for a 285 66 bowling ball you yeah know, like he's He's so fast. It's scary. Uh, I would those, not want to go. I just want to. I just want to be able to have a good stretch of time where I get to see that. I mean, yeah, that Lonzo Zion combo. But I guess, uh, I guess we oh, can talk man. about that next. Yeah, is... no, no, no. And that's a good, good segue because we need to talk about the uh, the actual game. Pelicans put up a hell of a fight against against the Raptors. One thing I was 
impressed by and also surprised by is the Pelicans' pace they were playing at. They just were doing the seven seconds or less offense where they would just throw up the worst shot they probably could, and it would still work. I mean, but the thing is that that's the style of offense Alvin Gentry's deciding to run where they just go up and down the court just insanely fast and just try to tire out their opponent. And they have a young team to do that, so it's kind of like, yeah. No, no, you're right, and and, and it fits everything. Um, One thing that was really surprising, you mentioned Lonzo. I thought Lonzo played great. I thought he played great, too, and... He was sat the like most of the second half. Yeah, no, he was he sat the entire like fourth quarter, and yeah. he had I think going into that he had like one turnover. That's well, yeah. what, what was the justification for sitting him? It just I felt like no he was idea. being Luke Walton again. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know if they're worried about injury or something, or if he's just getting tired. I he played great, and I liked his his play better than Drew Holiday even. And I didn't think Drew Holiday had a great game. I still think Drew Holiday's great on defense, but I, I should mention that the Raptors did wind up winning this game in OT, and the OT it was close in that fourth quarter where the Pelicans just had this insane rally. Overtime wasn't really close. Um, the Raptors just kind of took over. Siakam had a really good game until he fouled out. 34 actually. points, right, or something like yeah, that? Uh, yeah, 34 points. and like It felt like 30 rebounds. I'm sure it was like 14. I don't have stats right in front of me. But he just got every board. And Fred Van Fleet. He's oh, proven man. himself. He is really <laughs> – do you think he's better than Kyle Lowry? I think it's hard to say because he think I didn't really wasn't really super in touch with him until the finals and yeah. I kind of was going back and kind of examining him and it looks like he really just broke out during the finals. Kind so of, maybe he's, he's kind of being carried yeah. by that momentum and he's going to become one of these like great players on the Raptors. But I I think he has the potential to be. I think if that's I, worth anything. You know, right now I just don't like what Kyle Lowry's done in the past two years or so, where I just feel like he hasn't looked that great. But he also just had a really bad game. So recency bias is a real thing. Uh, Fred Van Fleet even like tweaked his ankle and came back and was great. Also want to mention Josh Hart was fantastic. Josh Hart was great. People thought he was a throwaway, like a just a, a, a toss-in into that Pelicans trade for Anthony Davis. I really like Josh Hart. He came out to a shock. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he got like 12 rebounds too. He got, He just was getting every board and he also got hurt. I just love Josh Hart. I really like his game yesterday. Brandon Ingram, too, looked fantastic as yeah. well. I This Pelicans team is going to be, I think, just what they were advertised as and just a very fun, fast-paced team. Um, they were shooting, throwing up shots all the whole game. They just somehow went in. It was it was a lot of fun. Lonzo how did you like um, diming. Yeah, how did you like the, the Raptors look, the minus Kawhi and basically keeping everything else? You know, I think if you asked me this like a month ago, um, you know, post Kawhi, I, you know, I think I didn't take enough stock in the Raptors to be honest. I still as a good team because they're still good, mm-hmm. especially in the East. Absolutely. Right? I, I mean, I don't know if I would have even put them in like the top six in the East, but you know, they kind of reminded everyone that I, they're still good. You know, yeah. even minus Kawhi. Kawhi only played like sixty games last year, and they still were like a. 57 win team and even when Kawhi wasn't playing they did they absolutely do, were very great. good like 17 yeah. and 5 or something like that Pascal Siakam is a legitimate uh superstar candidate you know break I mean I know he broke out last year but I think he's you know a, a shoo-in for an all-star this year um and I think he's he can actually carry this team to a decent playoff spot yeah I don't think they're gonna be 
that great in the East. Like, well, come playoff time, I wouldn't take them out of the second round, probably. But, I, you know, this is a good system they have in place. Nick Nurse is a legitimately good head coach. Um, Marcus All still good on defense, I guess. I didn't like his offensive game at all. Um, Fred Van Fleet, if he just has the balls, I think is the thing. Is with no, he plays. He's like a bulldog. Yeah, he really he's is a bulldog in the fight for sure. Great defender on the perimeter and just throws up shots that just just go in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He he got like five and ones. It felt like too, and I was just like, and he can get kind of in the pan for like what he's like six feet. Yeah, he can still throw up some layups, like some fallen layups. He looks good. Yeah, you know that's one of the most interesting things about the NBA this year. Actually, now that you mentioned height, is that they're actually measuring players and getting like an actual exact height for these players. They're making them take off their shoes, measuring them because the people are tired of saying Kevin Durant is like a seven footer, or if he's like six nine, which is what he was listed at for years. It's really weird. That's actually interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. And what was it before where they would just kind of. Yeah, people would just kind of throw. It it, it wasn't like a, um, I guess like a hard looked after stat that height and whatnot. So people were kind of just able to put whatever kind of fudge the numbers it seemed. Uh, Because there were a lot of players like um, uh, top of my head. There's a bunch of players that are like six foot one, six foot that are actually like five ten, five eleven. I can't think of any on the top of my head, but a bunch of them got. I, I Kemba Walker. I think mm. it was like listed at six one. Now he's five eleven, for instance. So I think they just wanted that six foot card. The old, I, I don't the, blame old, the old shrinking. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> that's what that's what playing in the NBA will do to you. Exactly. Um, but now, uh, any closing thoughts on this Pelicans Raptors? It wasn't that great of a game. I thought uh, just if Zion played, maybe it would have been. But um, I'd like to see more Jackson Hayes. Actually, he didn't play. I want to see. Minute. Yeah, I just. I this is. Definitely a team that I'm going to be keeping an eye on, the Pelicans. They just seem like, yeah. I mean, before I was completely oblivious to them, but I think their new look is they're, going to be really interesting. They're a fun I think team. Going forward, they're going to be not a team that you can count out, but, I, you know, everyone loves an underdog. So no, I, I agree. I, I think, think they're the underdogs. They're going to sure. they're gonna play spoiler a lot this mm-hmm. year. I think they're good enough to beat some really good teams. I don't know if they're going to be consistent enough to be, especially with the Zion injury, once again, um, I don't know if they're going to be consistent enough to maybe make a dent in the playoff race, but there's a chance. I'm not. I'm not throwing it out because you know. I, I wonder. Do you think if you know they might have been a Zion uh, injury away from winning this game? Yeah. You know, if absolutely. Zion played, I potentially you could lost by what three. Sixers and then something. In the yeah, digits? I, something. I, I think it might have gone up to like eight or ten in garbage yeah. time, but like the game was over long before. Um, it was like, like OT just kind of. I don't know. The Raptors just outplayed him. It seemed like because Alvin Gentry finally played Lonzo Ball. That's the only interesting thing that I might be worried about if I'm a Pelicans fan. Or <laughs> how Alvin Gentry is treating Lonzo. Lonzo, yeah, because just sit him the entire like fourth quarter and then bring him back. Because I mean, he was giving those like crunch time minutes to Frank Jackson, and Frank Jackson played well. But like, you know, you also I want to mention I forgot to to- I completely blanked Nikhil and Alexander Walker. Fantastic! I love him. He he didn't play that great, but he just shot up. He just threw up so many shots. Mm-hmm. It was great. I I love guys like that. Just game one, just completely the 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 confidence that he has to just throw that balls to the things. wall attitude. Yeah, you know he's actually Shea Gilgis Alexander's cousin. Actually. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah, they're both Alexanders. <laughs> both Alexanders. So they. What's weird is they have both hyphenated last names, mm-hmm. which just like flip flopped. So That's interesting. Like, yeah, so it's not an SGA. I'm learning. So. I'm learning something mid podcast. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, more Clippers knowledge just because it's Shea. R.I.P. Yeah. Shea. Speaking I miss, of that, I miss Shea. Speaking yeah, of Segway. Speaking of the Clippers, this is the game that I think everyone had their eyes on. Thought it was interesting that <laughs> they scheduled them right next to each other. Um, I think These the, games, yeah, you know, or like the Clippers and the Lakers. Oh, that like immediately. Yeah, they're just like we want to see it now. Let's I, just right. see it. I mean, there's still three more games that they're gonna play each other because it's the same division, division rivals. And oh my god, that was such a fun game. It I, was. Like I've not been happier watching a basketball game in like forever. Where uh, the Clippers seemed, I mean relatively in control most of the game they were definitely the better team going into it without paul george by the way yeah that's I mean, scary <laughs> i just came i kind of turned it on like mid um yeah. like at halftime and i was like watching it and then i they cut to paul george on the bench and i was like oh yeah he's on the yeah, bench he's, and he's they're still be out for a month they're still killing it and they still are the team that they were advertised they, as the defensive yeah freaking so fun yeah i i love this clippers team it's one of Probably, I mean, it's it's very early, but last year's Clippers team was one of my favorite Clippers team uh, that I've seen, and this year even more so. It, it's I don't want to say it yet, but I think this might be like my favorite Clippers team. Yeah, like this this iteration, um, Lou Will and Montrez Harrell are arguably I, they're not in the conversation for best duos, but they really should be. Them two together are is some of the best basketball it's, it's they're not so even, they're, they're not bench player they can't you can't be a bench player if you play more than the starters like i know i know play, it's lou it's williams played more than more minutes than Kawhi leonard that's insane did he actually yeah oh wow, that's fun that's, fact fun fact that thanks i'm learning something too uh lou will played fantastic also yeah. i just want to mention that people were really worried about how montrez harrell was going to match up against the lakers um actually and we'll get into the lakers roster configuration because once again rob palinka Kind of throwing a weird curveball. I feel like this is this is just a weird roster. It's game one, so I don't want to like necessarily blow anything out of proportion. It's a roster with holes in it for sure, and that was. Yeah. And I didn't realize that up until I kind of saw them play the Clippers, and I was like, yeah. "This team is maybe not as complete as people were making it out to be." Well, it just seems weird. It it. So one of their big things uh, this off season was a lot of people thought that the league was moving into standard fives again, right? Where, like, an actual center would play center a decent amount of time and just beef up size. You got, like, Philly, for instance. They're going to play with a ton of size and just be super lanky and long, hard to stop. And then the Lakers insist on, well, Anthony Davis, I guess, insist on playing the four with a true big next to him. And I just, I still am, I'm not, entirely sure that's going to work in today's NBA. I, I still think, especially when you're giving meaningful minutes to JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard. Yeah. You know, like, I like I, I feel like their most effective lineup is going to be Anthony Davis at the five. They look like they're really missing Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Yeah, they, they need a... Maybe once Rondo comes back, uh, they'll be they'll be a little bit better, but they they need to make a trade. I mm-hmm. think already. I just think that this isn't gonna be the final Lakers team. Like there, there's gonna be some major pieces come uh, come deadline, I guess. 
But I think if they want to make a competitive run to the finals, I, again, it's game one. I don't want to blow anything out of proportion because the Clippers maybe probably are the best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Again, don't want to, I'm giving sweeping hot takes here. But uh, I I just think that yeah, Dwight Howard's washed. And I, I don't think he should be on this. Like I, They're going to wave him in like two or three weeks, I think. And it just blows my mind that they could have gotten like Joakim Noah and they picked. I mean, not that it's much better, but I would have much rather had Joakim Noah. But my round roundabout point of saying that Montrose Harrell is an undersized big man. He's like 6'7", 6'8", something like that. People were really worried about how he was going to match up against Anthony Davis and like JaVel McGee. That's not a problem. No. At all. I thought it was a problem until I saw the game yesterday. Yeah. See, once again, yeah. And, and just Montrose Harrell still just played his art out and just uh, still put up numbers. I love Harrell. He's one of my favorite Clippers. Yeah. The the Clippers just look like they kind of wanted him more. They played with more passion. Yeah. And I mean, they are a much more team passionate is. team. Yeah. I mean, that's they, they're just a bunch of dogs. Like Patrick Beverly when is Patrick- guarding LeBron. <laughs> are you like ridiculous? I. Patrick Beverly had the same amount of rebounds as Anthony Davis. And he's he's a dog. Yeah. Dude. I love Patrick Beverly. Potentially, like, again, potentially my favorite Clipper of all I'm just time. getting excited talking about this. I the know, Clippers are fun. They're <laughs> like, a fun team. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, obviously. We haven't even mentioned Kawhi I yet, know. Really, really, honestly, about this game. He had a hell of a game, too. 30 points. Yeah, 30 points, uh, like six rebounds, five assists. Just an all-around pretty decent game. Obviously played super well in defense. He like blocked Anthony Davis on a shot too, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. It felt great. Um, LeBron surprisingly not having a crazy good game. His stats looked great after the game, and that's the thing. LeBron always looked, gets his stats I, yeah. up. Yeah, but nineteen points, eight rebounds, nine assists. That's he. I just th- those numbers are good, right? It's near triple double. It's a it's a false story. I feel like it's it. It doesn't it's, really yeah, tell the clouds, true story because he, if you're watching yeah. the game, it it I I don't know if I can say it looked like it just looked like he was maybe he's seen better days. Ah, yeah, I don't know how no, to no, say no. it. I, you know? I know what you mean. On offense, he seemed like like he not he that he was out of the game, but he just didn't seem like he was playing that well on offense. On defense, he he put a lot of effort in on defense. He put in a lot of effort on defense, and, and that's he a good took sign. Like three or four charges. He's just sacrificing his body. It's great to see, I, and I don't think people are giving him enough credit because he probably heard all the criticisms last year about taking defensive plays off and all this stuff. Anthony Davis played great. Uh, he looked like one of the best. You know, he no no real questions there about how good Anthony Davis is. We knew he was going to be that good. But you know who looked fantastic? Danny Green. Danny Green. Danny Green. <laughs> Danny Green. The leading scorer of the Lakers last yeah. night. He just, he just shot every corner three and they just went in it was there was like a late game three where it like barely bounced in and he just it just felt like it was the right thing to happen and i don't know if it was a fluke or something but no i'm excited for danny green no no i don't think it's a fluke at all i think danny green is gonna wind up being the third best laker on this team and and arguably the most crucial i think going forward and throughout this whole uh season i think Mm -hmm. for the lakers they they are gonna need big time minutes from danny green who else are you got? You got you got Contavious Codwell Pope, who by the way <laughs> he was Rob, terrible. Did you see that um, thing where Rob Polinka said that KCP was sent by Jesus? <laughs> oh, or I something did. Yeah, yeah, last year <laughs> to save the team. I just that just came to my mind recently, 
And I was like, he's uh, terrible. And then I was just reminded of it, just watching him. I was like, what is? What am I watching right now? He's getting paid like twelve million dollars a year, and I believe he has a player option uh, next year. And I'm I'm telling I I'm gonna report right now that he's picking that up because yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna pay him that much money. I, it's I, he had zero points in twenty seven minutes. And I guess you could argue that he was like a defensive player or something along the lines of that, and just like that, he's not necessarily known for his offense, but he was he was a minus out there, like an F minus out there. Absolutely, I have hardcore Laker fans who have followed them my entire life that say KCP is their least favorite Laker of all time. I, you no, honestly, I think as a as a Clippers fan. He's actually my favorite Laker of all time, yeah. actually. <laughs> and that's um, and I, <laughs> just put that. <laughs> but um, I I hate this Contavious Codwell Pope. I hated when they signed him at the time. And um, I just don't like anything that they're doing with them. Uh, Avery Bradley played decent. Jared Dudley, I thought, honestly, from the eye test, I thought he played okay. But he wound up with minus 20 on the plus minus. Oof. Minus twenty. That's that's bad. I mean, he's not a good defender. Um, but I every time he made a three, I was just so annoyed with him though because he was a he was a Clipper for about two or three years. He was terrible. He was terrible for the Clippers, mm-hmm. and then just it's so annoying to see him like do even anything decent. But I I don't mind Jared Dudley. Quinn Cook I think is going to be good for them at least. Seems like a good shooter. Um, Caruso but, played no minutes. I, so I, that's what I saw too, and I'm wondering if it, I think he might be hurt. Is oh, okay. what I heard, but I couldn't really find a definite report on that. But I think he might have actually been hurt okay. yesterday. There's a chance. Uh, I know Kuzma and Rondo were for sure hurt, mm-hmm. and once they get those two back, I mean, it's crazy to say, but Rondo's actually going to be a big deal for this Lakers team, which is not a good sign. It's not. No, but. Um, one other. I can't last, say I can't yeah. say as a casual Laker fan, I'm excited to see no, Rondo no, no, <laughs> into no, the no. mix. But, but you, you need his ball handling, playmaking, yeah. uh, not his shooting. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one last thing about the Clippers that I just wanted to point out that this roster is really good. Like I think you can go down the list of Clippers players. I'm okay with any single person out there getting minutes, and that was one thing too that I think was really impressive for me too where they were beating the Lakers while Kawhi Leonard was sitting a lot of minutes where they were going on runs without Kawhi Leonard that's a fantastic sign you know uh you know you're getting valuable minutes out of like Mo Harkless and uh Patrick Peterson didn't play that well and then uh one more wing that I I keep forgetting uh uh Jamichael Green that's he played very well too and but this isn't even with Paul George once again no Paul George yet. What yeah. is this team gonna look like? They're they're gonna be oh my god! I'm so excited. I'm I'm absolutely Landry Shamit also looks really good too. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a great game yesterday, but like I just love his potential on defense and his shot. His stroke is one of the nicest shots I've seen. I just yeah. I just wanted to see LeBron play with like a chip on his shoulder because I feel like for the first time in his yeah. career he's had to. Absolutely. And he, it just was a little underwhelming. And Absolutely. I, I think we're going to see a lot more deferring this year from LeBron, I think, to Anthony Davis, is, which is probably the best thing for the Lakers. But um, I, I need to see more games from LeBron before I can really – I'm not saying he's washed or anything of the sort, 
he just didn't look great yesterday. He didn't look great, and he's always looked great. Is mm-hmm. the thing. He was he was very good. He was good. He just wasn't amazing. He didn't he didn't I'd blow say a me minus away. or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He was he was an a minus B plus. Yeah. But all right, so that was kind of the breakdown. Wow, we spent thirty minutes on the breakdown of those two games. That's okay. What do we have left? We have the uh, contract extensions. Yeah, we'll we'll go over the 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 weird contract extensions at the uh, rookie extension deadline. I, I believe I think they have a deadline for that. There was a bunch of players um, that were in these contract disputes that were just it got a little out of hand because you got Buddy Heald openly trash talking the Kings until they gave him a contract because they offered him ninety mil. Is that just, what happened? I, catch, yeah. me, catch me up on that and catch the viewers okay, up yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what happened was Buddy Heald wanted a contract. Obviously, you know he was a very good player for the Kings, very solid. And as you mentioned to me prior uh, to starting this podcast, he was the top, what, number three? In I three think he was pointers. number four for the nope. most three-pointers made last season. Yeah, he he's a fantastic shooter. We're talking like a, yeah, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, uh, in a league that prioritizes three-point shooting right now. So he is also relatively young. He's in his prime. He's like 27. I think he was like 26 last year, and then they like, well, of course, you age a year, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, breaking um, news. <laughs> but he actually like gained a year because there was something like wrong with his birth certificate because he was born in uh, I want was it the Bahamas? I want to say I could be wrong about that one, but um, anyhow, that that doesn't matter with the contract. Um, th- so he's th- actually a year older than he's a year older than that's what he so interesting, right? He, he thought he was than he thought he was. That yeah. is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like he was trying to fool anyone or anything like that. They just they just like somebody fudged the numbers or lost the birth certificate like a long, uh, you know, twenty six years ago. It's nuts, right? Yeah, that's so interesting. Suddenly, just gain a year. That's got to be an existential crisis, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, he was deadlocked with the Kings because the Kings, for some reason, didn't want to pay him what he was asking for. But someone's going to pay Buddy Heald is the thing. There's going to be a team out there. So good for Buddy Heald for knowing his worth. But he was willing to take a discount, actually. He didn't want the max. Some team could have offered him the max, obviously. He was willing to go under the max to take a discount for the Kings because the Kings aren't necessarily a big market organization, obviously. But I... if. From the Kings' perspective, I guess you're about to pay De'Aaron Fox. Probably Marvin Bagley looked pretty good, and so you got to make sure your books are cleared for those guys. And I mean, I mean, even though I love Buddy Heald, I mean, you got to say De'Aaron Fox is probably more crucial to this Kings' success going forward than Buddy Heald. Even though I love Buddy Heald, I love both mm-hmm. of them. But so they got in this big thing where they were offering lowballing them at like 80 million a year for 40 years or four years at 80 million, and he just wouldn't sign it because he wanted about like 115 and he was like openly trash talking the organization in these interviews and just saying like i just you know it's really disheartening when the organization you play for isn't going to take care of its own guys you know like it's it says a lot and was just like he's like nobody wants to come to sacramento and i'm even like he said this to the media that like what what is sacramento gonna do sign a big name agent like that's not gonna happen yeah and on top of that if your buddy healed you just saw uh, your teammate Harrison Barnes, who's I like the guy. They paid him four years for ninety million. So I they do were remember that. <laughs> yeah, so they were, which is 
kind of an overpay uh, for Harrison Barnes for what you're getting out of Harrison Barnes, who's who's a good guy. He sounds like he's a good teammate from all these reports. But Buddy Heald is definitely more important to this team than Harrison Barnes. And when you're saying that you're offering him less than Harrison Barnes, you know, I mean, if I'm a player, I'm like, oh, you think Harrison Barnes is more valuable than me? That's kind of effed up. Yeah. But they finally agreed on a deal where it was about $84 million for four years, and then they have incentives to get him up to like 90-something million. And then they even have further incentives to get him up to 116, which was what he wanted originally. Damn, so, you're taking a big discount. Yeah, exactly. But so he's only guaranteed 80-something mil. So it's okay. actually less than what the Kings offered him in the first place. But very doable uh, milestones, I guess, that he can hit, like three-pointers made in percentages and wins probably per game. Um, per game, per season, you know, whatever, uh, that he can get up to all the way up to 116 if he plays very well. But yeah, nuts. And then immediately after that, I'm sure Jalen Brown and his agent were watching this Buddy Heald situation and figured that they saw Buddy Heald got paid. So Jalen Brown's turn. He's like, I just want more than Buddy Heald because he has good uh, agents, I guess. And he thought that maybe the Celtics valued it him more than the Kings valued Buddy Heald, or maybe the Celtics just had more money. I'd rather have Buddy Heald, personally. But they gave him about like a 120 million, something like that, for four years. But he was originally asking- That's some star power money. It is, right? But I mean, he was asking originally for 175 for four years about the the, the, uh, Jamal Murray extension. Do you think he's worth the money? Are you a Jalen Brown advocate? I think I am. I I, I do really like Jalen Brown. I think he's like the- I don't know if I'd pay that much money for him because I don't think he's going to be, I don't know if he'll ever be an all-star per se, but I think he's like a perfect swing man in this league. Like just like a great role playing, um, like three and D player. He's a good player for this era of basketball. Exactly. Yeah. Because you need, uh, you just need like a really, you know, solid point guard that can handle the ball, um, a stretch four pretty much. And then you need all the guys to fill in that between some people that can shoot and play Enough, good enough defense. And I think Jalen Brown potential is like one of the best guys that can do the three and D. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a roundabout way, but like, uh, sorry, hit my mic there. But uh, I, I like Jalen Brown a lot. And then uh, Sabonis got a pretty cheap deal, 77 million for about four years. Uh, Bradley Beal got an extension actually as well, which was what really you, yeah, weird. What did, you, did you think that was a good um, extension for the? For the Wizards yeah, or for the- Bradley Beal? I think. Do you think it was good for Bradley Beal? It was good for Bradley Beal. I I think so because you, if if I'm in his position, I'm gonna take the money when I can. If you're gonna offer me the maximum amount of money, I'm gonna take the money. Of course, that means that it's gonna be a little bit longer till he hits the open market. But I don't think this affects uh, the trade market for him. I guess I said market twice, but mm-hmm. um, I think he still has a lot of value, and I think a team will still love to trade for him. It just might not be on his terms, which is the only thing that's kind of interesting to me, where it's still going to be the Wizards kind of in control of what they want to do with Bradley Beal. And that's even assuming that they want to trade Bradley, or that Bradley Beal wants out. People are assuming he does, but, I mean, Bradley Beal has been, he's been a loyal guy, and from a lot of reports, he kind of wants to stick this through. 
So it's a lot of media narrative controlling this Bradley Beal thing because he can also be a very, very valuable commodity. No, I was just about to say that. He's a yeah. very hot commodity, I think. Absolutely. He's, you know, like a great shooter. He's still relatively young. He's like 25 and just had like his best season. I think he's, you know, he's a really solid player. I, and I would love to trade for him if I was uh, some GM. But it's just interesting because I think it's kind of a wake-up call for the media maybe that was kind of crafting this narrative of, like, Bradley Beal wants out. He wants out there, like, as soon as possible. But he's still going to accept a deal that puts him on the books for two more years. So, again, it's just not his terms. Yeah. But obviously, again, if you're getting the max money, I would take it no matter what. That's a, and he still may or may not be traded. Um, Is there any Siakam? other extension? Siakam, great, great deal for both sides, I think. Siakam, I was just saying earlier that he's a breakout superstar. I think he could be uh, like a top 15 player by the end of the season, I think. Yeah. Top 15, I, top 20. He's going to be one of my, like, I'm literally just going to watch the Raptors just for Siakam. Siakam, he looks great. Mm-hmm. He, he does just about everything you want from him out of that position where he has good shot, good rebounder, and he's got the right instincts, I think. He's got the toughness. I love him. Love, love Spicy P. Mm-hmm. Spicy P. <laughs> Spicy P. Um, <clears throat> so now we'll get into, let's do um, playoff projections. So I, I know I didn't I didn't necessarily uh, brief you on this. So this is going to be potentially off. That's what we do. That's no, the pick of course. And roll. <laughs> pick and roll. It's just you gotta. You know, there's not a definite thing. It's just we gotta. You gotta. What? What's the? What's the word? You know, you just gotta roll with it. You gotta improvise. You gotta you know? pick and you gotta roll with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, anyhow, uh, can you name your eight playoff teams for the West? Because I know this is this is tough, and I'm sorry, but so let's go. You want to go back and forth for the first, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we'll go. We'll go eight through one. I guess um, this is a very rough list because I don't necessarily have this locked down myself. Yeah. So um, I my order is probably going to be wrong, but I'm I feel pretty confident that these are going to be. Around the teams, I think. Okay. Do you want to go first? For number one? No, eight. We'll we'll start from eight. Ooh, eight. Is that harder? Do you want to go from one? Probably. Just do yeah, a process do of elimination. Yeah, yeah, sure, I sure, mean, sure. number one's Clippers. See, the thing is, I love the Clippers, and I think they're the best team. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. Oh, but the, the load the management and yeah, everything the load else. Management I don't think in Paul George. That actually takes me away from that. I think it's going to be... But I, I forgot. I yeah. I forgot we're not doing best. We're just doing we're playoff. Just, yeah, we're just doing playoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I don't think the Lakers are going to be like I don't think so either. anywhere towards the top. No, either. I th- and I think you got to put the Clippers ahead of the Lakers at this point. So I'm gonna say, I think I'm gonna put the Nuggets. At yeah, no, one. I was gonna put the Nuggets too. Yeah, the Nuggets. I think they're gonna be a really good regular season team. Uh, playing in Denver is notoriously really hard. I imagine Jamal Murray is gonna take a step up. Jokic looks great. He looked great at the end of the playoffs. As long as he can stay in shape, that might be the only thing I'm a little concerned about. But I think he's going to be great. One of my um, biggest regrets that I'm going to kind of do better about this year is I'm going to watch Jokic more. Cause he's he's a fantastic. That's he's he's like the most or the least uh, covered superstar in the NBA right now. He's he's genuinely one of the best players in the league, and he just I don't know if he just gets enough credit for it. Yeah. But yeah, so I would say yeah, some combination, probably Denver at one. Um, you want to go with number two? Do you think the Trailblazers are number two, or is that too high for them? I think that's too high for them. But if you want to go yeah. Trailblazers at two, you can go for it. 
I'm gonna set it because go for it. Like you you already said it, so go for it. <laughs> I have like I have like six teams that I'm prioritizing on watching in Trailblazers or one of them. So yeah, choose them. No, okay, great. Who do you yeah. think it's gonna be? What's uh, do you have a case for Trailblazers that too? I just think that while they have reached their like max, I think that they're not gonna get any like better or make go anywhere deeper in the playoffs. I just think that they. I don't know. Every time I see them, like they just seem like a very good team, and I think that there's going to be other good teams that aren't going to perform until they have to make it into the playoffs. Because that's, that's kind point. of that's kind of like yeah. the, the way the NBA plays. And I think that you know McCollum and uh, Lillard are just going to be, you know, all around players that are going to not be injured that much and just kind of mm-hmm. play throughout the season. You know, I think I'm going to put the Clippers here, even though I, I I just think the Clippers get home court advantage in the first um in the first round. And I don't feel comfortable putting him at number one, but I think two or three is probably a better landing spot for him. This Clippers team, I just gushed about them for about the last, uh, just rewind about you know, 20, 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. uh, you'll hear all my thoughts on the Clippers. Love this Clippers team. Uh, even with or without Kawhi and uh, Paul George, you know, they're still a fantastic team. Lou Will and Montrez Harrell alone, I think, can get them to like, seven you know potentially I think yeah. that's that's a little high but like and then you you mix in Kawhi playing enough games let's assume like 75 percent of those games are wins I mean we're talking at that's like 40 wins you know I, yeah. I think 40 wins then the rest of it you know you just need like 10 or 15 more without Kawhi or maybe you have Paul George and not Kawhi Kawhi and Paul George I don't know that's my guess for two though uh, I'll go for three since we'll kind of uh, snake draft this. Yeah, snake. <laughs> um, we'll do we'll do the Jazz. I think the Jazz are going to be a really good regular season team. Uh, they just got Mike Conley in this off season. Donovan Mitchell looked fantastic, not only in uh, the playoffs last year, but also in Team USA. He was the guy, which is always a good sign. I think when you have a guy that's going to take over against a team of young all stars, pretty much. He was the go-to guy that they all deferred to. Looks like a Dwayne Wade. And now he doesn't have to completely carry the offensive load now that he's got Mike Conley. Uh, and obviously, Mike Conley's a great defender, too. Rudy Gobert, I haven't even mentioned yet. He's the reigning defensive player of the year. And Joe Ingles and uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is... Uh, Bogdan is legitimately, like, a really good scorer. As, like, a three-option, that's perfect. Um, like I said, I just think Utah is also going to be a tough place to play in. Uh, Salt Lake City isn't my favorite city in the world, to say that lightly. <laughs> I just don't like. I sorry I, to all our Salt Lake. No, viewers. Sorry, sorry <laughs> for for all that, but I don't like. Don't I don't like Utah. Maybe come playoffs, but I do really like them as like a regular season team. Yeah, your pick. I think I'm just gonna Clippers. Yeah, Clippers. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to take them too far because I feel like they're gonna make you pay. I want to. I kind of want to put them pretty far. <laughs> 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 okay, I fair just, enough. Yeah, but like I said, I I think that they could do damage even if without Kawhi. Yeah, and and I think that's the most that's the biggest thing I think I learned from last night is that they are still a very competent team, mm-hmm. super well coached, great defense, even without Kawhi Kawhi's minutes on the floor. All right, your turn at what are we, four? Yeah, four. Let me ponder this for a moment. Do you want me to pick? I can't. Let's go at the same time. <laughs> okay, you ready? All right, three, two, one. 
Houston Rockets. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. Okay, okay. No, nah, but I, I, that was actually um someone that I thought that was going to be an uh, underdog that was going to pop out. I think here's the thing is I I'm totally with you on this. I don't Mavericks, think I don't want I don't maybe it's just that I don't want it, but I don't want I don't think the Rockets are gonna work well. I was just watching them in preseason and it just looks it just looks like take your turn offense. Yeah, and that's the only thing is I think it could work. That's the only thing I mean I'm, it did I've, work. It has worked. So I I just think, you know, Chris Russell Westbrook's a better player at this point than Chris Paul. Even though they don't do the same things, it's not like a plug and play type system really, as we've kind of I don't know, the Rockets are actually really good at plug and play. But I just think the Rockets are going to figure this out, and James Harden's going to, even if he has to put everything on his back again, uh, you know, uh, barring an injury, of course, I think this is going to be a really good regular season team. And I think they're going to do they're gonna do pretty well. They just have enough guys that are just going to be just banging out stuff, I think. I'm at the Rockets super low. You have the Rockets super low. <laughs> no, no, that's great. I love disagreement. So who do you actually have it for? Uh, probably. You got the Lakers still on the board. I know, but I think I don't think the Lakers are going to get home court advantage. I don't think so either. Because actually I have them at five, I think. Spoiler. but I, I was going to have the Lakers at five too, so yeah. I just needed to plug in someone that wasn't the Rockets. So you got, you still got, did you say the Nuggets yet? I don't think you did. I just said Nuggets at number one. Oh, you did say the Nuggets yeah. at number one. Um, Then you still got the Jazz. Nah, I'm. I think you, lower. you don't like the jazz. Either. I just want to disagree with you for a no, little no, bit. No, no, of course. I want to. I like the, something that I learned about um in my fantasy is you just so many times you just gotta say do something stupid and then <laughs> maybe it'll play off. But no, of course. Yeah. So who do you, who do you have then? I don't know. Do you not like the Mavericks? I don't like the Mavericks that high at all. <laughs> I I don't think they're gonna they be a playoff make, team. You don't they're think not so? My, I think my I'll, we should do a. We should do a little bet throughout the podcast. You want some it? wild bets? Do, yeah, we can. We can absolutely. I don't think the Mavericks are going to be. I love Luca. I love Kristaps. I just don't think this. They is have a supporting cast at yeah, all. No. They have zero supporting cast. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is, there's just no third best player. Yeah. Like, can you name me the third best player right no, now? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, your your options are Dwight Powell, DeLon Wright, and um, uh, uh Seth Curry, the, the yeah, other the yeah, other Curry, the Seth Curry. I like Seth Curry a lot, but like it's yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sticking with them. You also have the Warriors as Trades. well. As well. True. I'll throw them next. Okay, so who do you have a four then? Sorry, the the Mavs. Yeah. You want to keep? All right, let's go for it. Yeah. Mavs. Right, that's probably a dumb decision. <laughs> no, absolutely. I love it. But I think they. You don't think they could like pull some strings? I just think the West is too loaded. Is the thing it's I like every every other team I like mm-hmm. better, and they've been there before. And I just don't think I feel I I like the Pelicans, the Kings, who aren't even on my playoff list. Better Kings like you aren't them. on your playoff list. They're not on my playoff yeah, list. Yeah, I think I'm putting. Yeah, well let's let's keep going. Let's power right, through it. Five. Uh, I mentioned Lakers. I, I, think, I think the Lakers, LeBron and AD alone, are enough to get to a pretty high spot. They're two of the top five players in the league still. They're gonna be great. I'm yeah. gonna go uh Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Interesting. I'm putting Lakers low, just so you know. Oh, go ahead. No, no <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. So make make your case for the Warriors this high. I think that they're just gonna use I think D'Angelo is a good um second option, but I think they're gonna use him as kind of a trade piece and I think their management is smart enough to be able to put piece together 
And I think they already know what they're going to do with the whole team. I think they're just, I just smart enough to be able to <laughs> I just put together know. something. I don't know what the market looks like for D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. I just don't know who they could potentially get. I heard like Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond. I don't know if that really makes sense on this on this team. Maybe the Sixers they could trade one of those max guys. Yeah, I don't know. I, I that's the thing is I don't know if the market's really developed for D'Angelo Russell. Really, even though I love D'Angelo Russell, I think they keep him, and I still think they're going to be really good. I think Curry's going to put up one of his best seasons of. Of all time, I think he's just gonna go absolutely heat check every night. Who else is gonna? He's like he's the entire offense. Yeah. It's gonna be him, Draymond, and uh, D'Angelo Russell, which I think is gonna fit somehow. I it doesn't sound like it's gonna fit, but I think it's gonna fit. And then Clay Thompson, I think probably will miss the whole season, unfortunately. Um, but there could be a scary team if they can stay in contention. Um, they're they're a really interesting team because if it just doesn't work like at all. I think they kind of shut this this thing down quick. I don't know necessarily if they'll like they'll sit Curry or anything like that, but I think they'll. Yeah, I think maybe they do trade D'Angelo Russell for some picks or something for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's your five. Okay, you go six. Who's your six? Uh, I'm gonna go six. At you got Utah the Lakers, yeah. Okay, Lakers there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm underrating the Utah because <laughs> underrating the Utah Jazz. Yes, fair enough. I, I I like Utah a lot this year for for regular season only though. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we kind of mentioned the Lakers. I guess, we don't really need to touch on the Lakers past that. I think know? the Lakers are gonna be. I don't want to say it, but I feel like they're gonna be a disappointing, um, not in a catastrophic way, but in a minor way. I think so too. I I'd still be scared to face them. But so right now you have six and three playing each other, which is Clippers Lakers first round. By the way, I can't say it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say this was planned <clears throat> out, but no, 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 absolutely. Uh, I, I it's a good pick. I I do I do like it. Um, for six for me, I think I'm gonna go Warriors here. I, I I don't feel great about it because I like the Trailblazers a lot. And I'd like to put the Trailblazers here, but I just like the Warriors roster and organization better right now than the Blazers, unfortunately. Uh, you know, same same reason that we mentioned earlier when you put them at five. So Bro, this I, this this lineup that I just made is wild. I just can't. <laughs> this this imagine if this actually happens, that would be the most unreasonable. Go for it. What what lineup? No, I'm just saying the one that we're just making right now. Oh, on my, oh, on my oh, side. Oh, yeah. oh, got you, got you. Okay. Um, yeah, seven for me. I'll put the Blazers here. I don't. I I. This is very low for them. I always people feel like I I've underrated the Blazers every year. I just don't know how good they're going to be in a stacked West. Is the thing. This West is so good. I don't like Hassan Whiteside. At mm. all, uh, they lost Mo Harkless and um, uh, Alfru Camino, who were really good wings. But big Kevin Love trade uh, potential here. So who knows? I think if they do get Kevin Love, I I do like this team a little bit better. All right, you go seven. Seven. I already know who I'm going to put number eight, so I'm gonna just go Jazz seven. You're gonna put Rockets eight. Yeah. Okay. I I like it. It's a good pick. Um, it's my it's my subconscious just going for it. 
Okay, why do you have the Jazz and Rockets so low? Then I guess you'll because have to I just case for him. I my case for the Rockets being so low is that I don't know. I just like I think that there's a lot of hype on it because you know they have such good like chemistry and they played together and they're friends and everything. Uh-huh. But I think Harden just plays like um, yeah, that, Westbrook's not even there, and I think Westbrook's yeah. just gonna get kind of subconsciously fight back on that and just be like, I'm gonna play like you're not even there, and then. <laughs> No, I love it. Uh, I, I just don't know. I, I, I just think... And I don't think Eric Gordon is going to be able to perform as well as no, we've seen him in the little, past. He's getting older. Um, P.J. Tucker is also like 35, which is asking a lot. I do really like Clint Capella. I like, I like Clint Capella, too. I can never say his name right. Clint Capella. I don't know why. It's just a lot of like C sounds. That's just like tongue, roof of your tongue. Yeah. You know, type thing. Fair enough. Uh, round out my eight. I'm putting the Spurs. I, I'm I'm very sorry, Pelicans, Kings, even Suns, potentially, maybe. Um, who else am I? Mavericks. <laughs> um, but I just, I'm not, I trust Greg Popovich. Is, is that, that's the only thing. Is I think he's going to be able to make this a competent roster and do enough. I think that they'll be a winning team. I look, you forgot about the Spurs, but I know, I, made, I, know, I, made my I know, list too. I know, but I they know. always make it in the playoffs, they so do. that would be wise yeah. not to. It would be unwise not to. I just, I just put them in there. Yeah, they're just going to be a good defensive team. I think this year with the, they were really bad last year defensively, but Dejounte Murray's coming back. Uh, Lonnie Walker could make another jump. Derek White looked really good in the playoffs, uh, and then they still have Aldridge and Demar Derozan. I who I both have really efficient seasons last year. So I like the Spurs team, but and I wouldn't be surprised though if let's say Kings Pelicans kind of snuck in there though at at 8. But I yeah, I kind of mentioned all the teams that I liked. Of course that means leaving out yeah, uh the Kings. So I'm sorry. I love watching the Kings. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. The Pelicans as well, probably going to be one of my favorite teams to watch as well. Mavericks going to be really good too. Uh, the fun teams there, and the Suns. I, you know, whatever. Devin Booker is. <laughs> did you see him complaining about him getting double teamed? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, he was doing like these shoot arounds, like pickup games in the off season or whatever, just practicing, and he was getting double teamed in them. And he was like complaining in the game. He's like, he's like, oh, why are you guys double teaming me? Like that's, you know, it's. Ridiculous! Yeah. I just why why are you like complaining about getting double teamed? That's what the NBA season's gonna be like for you, Devin. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get for being you the best players on the Suns. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, uh, you want to move to the East? Let's move to the East. Yeah, we'll we'll run this by quickly because we're quickly approaching the hour mark. Not that we're necessarily capped off. All right, but seventy sixers first. Seventy sixers first. I like it. Good, good, good pick. Yeah, I think this team is going to be really good, really long, lanky. Um, they might be a little bit worse without Jim Butler, but I think Tobias Harris is going to look a lot better this year. Love Al Horford. Josh Richardson's a very underrated signing, I think. If Ben Simmons does develop a competent three-pointer. That was interesting to see. He yeah, made, he his, made first, his first uh, three-pointer, three-pointer in the preseason. Yeah. Let's see if and he it can didn't make look it awful. tonight. Yeah, um, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, he's... His stroke doesn't look bad, and 
Was that his first attempt at three point? No, oh, no, no, no. He made no. he, he attempted the half court shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he does a lot of those. Those kind of inflate his stats. Yeah, <laughs> or deflate his stats, I should say. Um, no, I totally agree. So who do you have that? Or I guess it's my turn too. Got to go Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah I exactly. I I think the they lost Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason. They did a sign and trade with uh, the Pacers. I think that's gonna actually hurt them a lot. A lot of people are already saying that it's going to hurt them more than they think, but I think it's going to be hard when you're substituting him for, like, Wesley Matthews is going to play meaningful minutes, um, and I just don't think Wesley Matthews is that great of a player. Uh, Eric Bledsoe is a big, big question mark, uh, especially come playoffs. He just has fizzled out in two playoffs uh, series in a row, I I don't feel great. I still think Giannis is, you know, obviously top three player in the league. That alone gets them to number two, but they should be number one. But I just think Chris Middleton isn't a good enough number two guy. Who do you have at number two? Oh, I said they. I agree with you. Oh, agree with, with the me. Bucks. On, yeah, on the Bucks. Okay. I don't think you can say anybody else because I think there's a huge drop off after the first I two. Absolutely agree with you. Great point there. Who do you have at number three? Um. It's tough in the in the East. I actually, I it's hard. It's hard. Because the thing is, I don't even think there's. I think the Celtics are going to underperform. You think the Celtics are going to underperform? Actually, because I actually only underperform to the point where I'm going to put them at four instead of three. Four. Okay, I because I think I'm going to have them at three. Actually, for yeah. Me. Um, uh, I'll here. I'll I'll just explain it since we already kind of addressed it. Uh, Kemba Walker for Kyrie Irving is obviously a drop off, but I think it's an addition by subtraction in the locker room. I think Jason Tatum is going to be... I've liked everything I've heard from Jason Tatum. He looked great before he got hurt in Team USA. Jalen Brown, I hope now that he's gotten paid, he's going to be good. He's going to be a happy camper, yeah. Yeah, Enos Cantor is, I think, probably the biggest problem in on this team. I don't think he's that great, and there's a reason why he didn't really get signed by anyone last season. Uh, but I do really like... Gordon Hayward, too, I think will be hopefully a lot better. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I, I want to see Gordon Hayward play well. I really do. Marcus Smart is also just a great dog defender. Romeo Langford, too. Also, I forgot to mention on the Sixers, totally rookie Matthias Theibel looks fantastic. He already looks like like a Is he someone to keep an eye out for? Because yes. he's not on my yes. radar. Matisse Theibel, uh, he's, he's going to be a, defend, a defensive guy, though. Just a really good role player already. He's just going to destroy on uh, perimeter defense. He, uh, I believe he averaged like three blocks or two and a half blocks in college last year as a guard, which is nuts. Yeah. Like that, you just, that just shows that he just has great defensive uh, mind and ability. But Matias Theibel and, uh, who did I say, Romeo Langford. I think are going to be two of the biggest rookies to watch in the East. I think, um, besides maybe R.J. Barrett, I guess that'll be interesting. All right, you go with um, your three. Sorry, my number three. That's still so hard. I know. It's just, it's Do you like, want? I'll give you some options because you got you got the Pacers still. Yeah, Celtics. You got the Nets. The Nets could be a top three, but and then there's the, the Raptors. See, that's who I was going to put, is I was going to put the Nets. The Nets but, at three? But I just don't. I just, I'm, I mean, I'm already here, so I'll just say it. 
I mean, who cares? Nets, <laughs> this is no, just no, a pod. no, go for it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Nets, say the Nets, make the case. And I'm just going to make the case off the top of my head. Go for it. First of all, like I said, I think the Celtics may underperform. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that'd be, why that'd be do I think such that? a great narrative, actually, to see the, the Nets just a, a big finger flip off by Kyrie. Yeah. Just to, just to pass them by. Go on, though. Make and the I make think, case. Sorry. No, I think that, I don't know. I just, I watched a few preseason games. They seem like they... They've got some good they, good players. Yeah, they have good solid. Besides, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, obviously, isn't going to play the entire year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. 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 I, Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert, I think, are very good. Love Jared Allen. We talked about. Yeah. Him. No. Jared Allen's like, I love Jared. I just love just watching Jared Allen just on defense. Like I he's a monster. Yeah, he's great. And I'm I, gonna miss the uh, the ninja headband actually. Yeah. Unfortunately, because they because they banned it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, he looked fantastic with the afro and. The tied back headband. Go on though. I'm sorry. And I, I, keep I know they don't have like anything to play for because this is not really their real year. Yeah, it's kind of their first year. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, no, no, no. I like this pick. They're gonna. I, they have Kyrie's gonna have a lot to prove, mm-hmm. and I think he's gonna look great for stretches of the season. I and just for this, don't like, know if he's gonna commit for this like fresh start that he's gonna be able to have. I think that it's gonna be all on him, and he's just gonna say, "Well, let's see what I can do. This is like my real time to show." So. Mm-hmm. Not no, really totally too much. Agree. Yeah, I, not too much research behind that, but that's no, just my I, gut feeling. That's, I mean, that's basketball though. I don't think basketball should be driven completely by statistics and analytics. So, mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Uh, number four for me, I'm going to put the Raptors here. I think the Raptors, like I said, I think the Raptors are going to finish a lot better than I originally thought. I wasn't very high on them because I just didn't like Marcus or Kyle Lowry. But as I've mentioned throughout the podcast about three or four times. Love Siakam. Fred Van Fleet looks great. OG Ananubi, Anobi, Anobi, I think it is Anobi. Uh, also, I, I really like his play. He's a great 3 and D player. Uh, great instincts. And Nick Nurse is just a good head coach. Mm-hmm. I like Toronto at four. That one I'm, I feel pretty good about. I think that's going to happen. It's going to be three or four, I think. But I, as I mentioned, so I'll go with five. Five here, I'm going to regret this. I already know. I already know I'm going to regret this. I'm going to put the Miami Heat Oof. five. That's It's going to be interesting, I think. But I think this team might be good. And I think they're a potential Chris Paul trade candidate as well from OKC. I think Jimmy Butler as the guy and just a pretty scrappy defensive team I think is going to be Fun to watch. I think they're going to be a solid team. Goran Dragic, always been good player. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam, Bam Adebayo, I think. I love him. I love him this too. Year. And Tyler Hero looks fantastic. Like I said, a dark horse rookie of the year candidate already. Um, really, really like Miami this year. Uh, which is a shame because the Clippers, well, actually, no, I think they traded that Miami Heat pick, but for the Paul George deal. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I really like Miami at five. Go on. What, who's your fifth? I think it's going to be Raptors. Raptors, great pick. Yeah. yeah. We've kind of talked about that enough. I don't think you need to make your case. I just don't Raptors. think that they're, I think they're going to do great. Up. I think yeah. they're going to do great, but I don't think that they're going to make it as far as they would want to. But mm-hmm. I think they are going to play like every game with, they're not going to be any um, Load management is just going to be yeah. full force. And yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Marcus All still got something 
not maybe to prove, but still got enough left in the tank. Kyle Lowry still probably a good point guard. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope, I assume. Yeah, I totally agree with your pick. Uh, number six, who do you got? Number six, I think. Who'd you? Where'd you put the Celtics at four? I put the Celtics at yeah four. Four. Okay. And then I have five, and then six. Yeah, six. You still got. You, that, you think the Hawks st- are going to look good? I, I wouldn't. No. Put them that high. Not not <laughs> no. that high. I maybe uh, sneaking in at eight. But, yeah. Um, you still got the Pacers. You could take. When is uh is Victor Oladipo gonna be back straight from the get go? Not from the get go. He's gonna miss at like two months. It sounds like, which is why I'm a little low on him, even though I really do like this Pacers team. I yeah, but so you still got the Pacers. You got Orlando made the playoffs last year. Detroit, you could put any of those teams. I'm, yeah, no, I'm put the I'm put Detroit. Detroit at yeah. six, not a bad pick. Blake Griffin had. A really good season last year that really went under the radar, and I you think should, that he 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 was like injured way towards the end of the year. So yeah, I think he, that he's he got be back better. That's gonna be the biggest problem. Is I do it's, think they're like they they their ceiling could be like a five seed, four seed. In the that's kind of outweighed by Drummond's um durability. Yeah, like he's a durable, very he, durable he player. Is, and Blake Griffin just unfortunately isn't. Um, but I would just like to say, I mean, Blake Griffin shot like 32% from deep last year, which is insane considering he came in the league with no shot. Mm-hmm. Just every year he adds something, and it's exceptional. I, I love to see it. Um, I, I want to see Blake Griffin do well. And Derrick Rose, as we said, fantastic, great guy. You know, I my favorite player still. of all, One of my favorite players of all time, if not my favorite. Really like him. And coming off the bench, I hope he does well. Is it my turn at six? Yeah. I am going to put the Nets, actually. My logic is I don't know if D'Angelo Russell uh, is or upgrading from D'Angelo Russell to Kyrie Irving is going to be enough to get them over their hump from last year. They finished as a six seed again last year, and I do really, really like this Nets team. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that their Kyrie is going to just – bug out a couple of these games weeks or whatever and they're just gonna chemistry is, might be a nightmare uh seven me i'm gonna put the pacers here though i think the depot injury is a little concerning they lost bogdan bogdanovich bojan but i think that's bojan there uh i always mix up bojan and bogdan i think it's bogdan bogdan was the pacer yeah which they lost him to the jazz who is their like second scorer? Placed him with Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know. I don't know if that makes much sense. I just think that the Pacers won't be as good as they will be without um, uh, Victor Oladipo. Miles Turner gonna be fantastic though defensively. Your seven. I'll throw in the. I was gonna put him in the top eight until you had <laughs> until you convinced me about the Chris Paul trade and I was like oh yeah. that makes sense heat the, the heat yeah heat great pick I think yeah. they could I don't know yeah. that could be it I'm just trying to think of where Chris Paul would end up going I just think also you look at that division they're playing all these teams four times and that division is just not very good it's yeah. got Orlando the Hawks and Charlotte mm-hmm. you know uh, there's probably one other team that I'm missing but that's just not that's not it's not a good division and I think the Heat's just gonna they're easily the best team in that division, in my yeah. opinion. Um eight. Your your pick. Eight. 
I think I'm going to go. You could sneak in the Hawks here. I, no, I, I think, think that's exactly what I was going to do. Yeah. I don't know. Just because I like watching Trey Young and it'll be a team that I end up watching. No, it's great. I, these, I, these are I all agree. all these choices are self-revolving. <laughs> They're very selfish choices. No, I, that, it's like that's what are the, the teams I'm most going to be interested I, I, in watching? I love it though. I yeah. really do. Um, yeah, there. I, I agree with you. I think Trey Young is great. DeAndre Hunter is great too. Uh, Cam Reddish, I hope, will be good. John Collins has been fantastic. Kevin Herter, even. Yeah, Fa- great guy. I lo- love Kevin Herter too. Uh, he's he's a sneaky good player. Uh, I just think it's a, a year too early. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah. I think they're just a little too young still. They're all, I mean, all every player I mentioned just now, John Collins is a third year player, and that's the oldest. Trey Young's coming in the second, and Herder's his second year too. And Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter are first years. So I don't know how much. The oldest starter is, is a third year? Not their oldest starter, because I, I think they're starting Alex Len. I want to say, I could be wrong, but uh, but their oldest meaningful mm-hmm. player, their best, like I'd say those are like their best players, and uh, John Collins is the oldest, and he's like 22, so that's the only thing I might be worried about, only thing, actually maybe DeAndre Hunter's 23 or 24. I so don't. do you put out a uh, number eight? Chicago Bulls. Oof. Yeah, I this was a tough one for me because I was thinking Chicago Bulls or Orlando. And uh I just don't like either team, but I just like Chicago's Bulls Chicago's Bulls Chicago Bulls ceiling a lot. Cause Zach Levine I think can be like a twenty eight, thirty points per game a night kind of guy. Lori Markinen looked great and they added two legitimately good point guards in Tomas Sadaransky and uh Kobe White. I really, really like Kobe White. I like Kobe White, too. Yeah, Otto Porter played mm-hmm. pretty well for them as well. I just think this is a really young team, and I think this is the team that sneaks in. I think one of these teams is going to sneak in between, like, the Hawks, the Bulls, uh, maybe the Magic, if you count them as a young develop- developing team. But I think it's going to be the Bulls. I just think they have the highest ceiling out of those three. And I just like the roster. I like how they're going to be a fun team to watch, like, hands down. Um, that kind of wraps it up. I, I think for this season, I know we've talked for a while, so I'm sorry for no, no wearing no. you out. I love talking about basketball. Absolutely. Um, I guess really, really quick, we'll run down like tonight's games just because, I guess you know it's on it's on tonight. It's yeah, it's gonna be what we're gonna be talking about next week. We'll talk about the primetime games. So Celtics, 76ers. That's gonna be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Both these are very new look teams. Maybe Ben Simmons pulls up another three. Who knows? Ooh. That's what I'm looking <laughs> Spice for. Spice it up. Spice it up. What's your over? If I gave you two attempts, two three pointer attempts, over under for Ben Simmons, what do you what do you what do you got for Just two three pointers attempts? Two three pointer attempts. Over I think under. he's only going to try it if he's confident. So I think that he's going to. I think he's going to make it. So you think over? Over. Is over that how that works? That. Is that how that game yeah, works? Yeah. Okay, so over. so yeah, you bet. If you think it's going to go over to, I give you like a, a a baseline number, and if you think Ben Simmons is going to take less than two shots. Then it's an under. If you think he's going to take more than two shots, I think I'll take three. Take three. So <laughs> I'm going to take the under just to make it a little bit interesting. Uh, I made up this this uh, line, by the way. There's probably an existing line that you could probably bet on, but I don't don't know it. Um, who do you got though in this game? Sixers or Celtics? Sixers. Great pick. I agree with you. And then the night game. Uh, pri- these are the primetime games. Nuggets, Blazers, who are the uh, semi-final 
Western semifinal matchup, re, uh, re, rematch, rematch. There you go. This is going to be in Portland. Who do you got? I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go Nuggets. I I agree. I I really. I'm actually very excited for this game as well. I think this is gonna be a really fun matchup. See what Whiteside can do. But I think I'm gonna take Portland. Unfortunately, I, I think Nuggets are definitely the better team. Definitely, definitely the better team. But I just like Portland in Portland. That's mm-hmm. the only reason why. Um, I think CJ and Dame will put on a show, and I think Jokic in primetime is gonna be a lot of fun. I think people. I mean, the casual NBA fan already knows about Jokic, but I think this is going to be like one of the games that people are like, oh, wow, Jokic is genuinely really good. I'm excited for this game. But all right, so that was pretty much it. Anything you're looking forward in the next week that you're going to talk about next week, you know, this next week of basketball? I mean, I'm just looking forward to this the new look of the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I am going to be spending a lot of time just watching a lot of games that I normally wouldn't just because it's a new landscape and it's going to be very interesting for the pick and roll. Absolutely. I agree. I totally agree. I, the play or the podcast? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, not so much the pick and roll of the, <laughs> the play. I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to what the Rockets look like, actually. That's that's something I'm looking forward to because I still don't know. Like we mentioned earlier, I don't know exactly what this offense is going to I think it might like. be one of the biggest question, question marks. It is, but I still think they're going to figure it out. I have confidence in all three between D'Antoni, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden that they're going to figure something out. Mm-hmm. But I still have no idea, and, and, and I think that's going to be really entertaining to watch just to see what happens because they're just very – Russell Westbrook's just such an emotional player, and I think something – Something big is gonna happen. I just I don't know. I don't know. But all right, thank you so much, Taylor. Absolutely, this has thank been you very much, Bill. A blast. Thank you. Um, thank you for talking. I know I'm losing my voice a little bit. I don't know if you can tell, but we'll have a week to revamp, and we don't have. And Absolutely. hopefully, we'll keep our cheering minimal while we're watching the TV. <laughs> we'll we'll have to watch. Let's watch a couple games. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to. For this basketball season. One of the most excited I've ever been. We're going to be there the whole way. Pick and roll. Try to get at least one episode out every week. So this will be on every. It'll be on every platform by the way. I don't know if I told you this. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on like iHeartRadio. Google Podcasts. Everything. Like it's. There is no reason you shouldn't be listening to the pick and roll at this point. You have no excuses. No excuses. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much Taylor. All right, We're calling it here. Join us again next week, same time, same place, on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And thanks, Mom, because I hope you stuck this one out. (laughs) Appreciate it. Have a good day. Have a good week. Enjoy basketball. Goodbye.